Drudge Report even has the Tiger Woods story as the number one story. I mean, this is a sad situation, obviously. I hope Tiger Woods is okay. But it's not the most important story going on in the country right now. Fauci, Trump denial led to mass casualties. Who is this guy think he is? Are you serious? Welcome to the Lecture Fan Podcast. My name is Lecture Fan. I'm a Twitch streamer. I do conservative politics on Twitch. I'm a commercial litigation attorney. I've traveled the world. I believe in the U.S. Constitution. I do podcasts uh, with my Monday, Tuesday, Thursday streams. Hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Check me out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash lctrfan, and on all other social media platforms as Lecture Fan. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy. Wow. Dude, how many times do we have to tell you, Fauci, that you're wrong? <laughs> if, if the Johns Hopkins doctor that wrote the Wall Street Journal editorial this week talking about we could have herd immunity by April, if that doctor is right and we ultimately have the virus go away by April this year due to herd immunity, then... um. Everything that Fauci's been saying has been incorrect, and we should have followed what the medical experts recommended in the Great Barrington Declaration. Rolo Tomasi, DCD, what's up, guys? Dude, awesome, DCD. Thank you. I just had, to, I took a picture of you saying you followed it, and texted it to my podcast editor, and told her, first follower, baby, first follower. What did you think of the discussion panel yesterday? I thought it was good, DCD. I thought it was good. I thought it was one of the better ones. I mean, I only agreed to do it because I think those people are willing to argue in good faith. You know, so many of these Twitch panels are just so awful. Um, and they don't go anywhere and you don't get into deep issues or anything. I thought yesterday was really good. I thought we got into some really important issues, deep issues. By the way, Data Love, again, Data Love, thank you so much, man. I can't tell you how much it means that you support me like that. Thank you so much. Data Love, second follower, but to be honest, I don't check my podcast feed much. That's all right, Data Love. That's all right. Thank you so much. Data Love, the thing is, the thing is, Data Love, now that I've got those podcasts out there, you know, if you're traveling, if you're, um, you know, if, if, you're, if, you're on a, if you're on a bus or if you're on a plane um, or if you haven't, you haven't seen me for a while and you want to you hear the latest of the Lecture Fan, you can just open up your podcast, go right to the Lecture Fan podcast and get a condensed version you know, of some of my latest streams and stuff. Remember, guys, even though it's the Democrats trying to shut down viewpoints they disagree with and demanding that media, conservative media, be taken off the air. Don't, no, no, guys, cancel culture is not a, a Democrat thing. Cancel culture is not a left-wing thing. Guess is in the house. What's up, Guess? How can we have a guy going to be the next attorney general not have an opinion on if entering the U.S. the wrong way is not a crime? Dude, guess. I heard that he refused to answer. He refused to answer if it's fair to women to allow boys to participate in women's sports. He refused to answer that, too. Like, what the heck did he actually answer? It sounds like he didn't answer anything. He said he did not have an opinion. What? He's going to be the attorney general. He's going to be the top federal law enforcement officer. He should have an opinion that... The law says it's a crime, and I will prosecute that crime to the fullest extent possible under the law. 
That's what his answer needs to be. He's going to be the attorney general. That's insanity. That's totally unacceptable. These Democrats are literally just out there wanting open borders. Ignored all the tough questions and focused on white supremacy. Are you serious, Guess? I am sorry, but white supremacy is just not a major problem in the United States. There's not that many people that are white supremacists. There's a, there's a couple of them. And to the extent that they're committing crimes, they should be absolutely prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. But that's not the primary problem the country is facing in terms of the Justice Department. Tech stocks bounce back as rate fears, ear, rate fears ease. Swings highlight a shift in investor appetite to real economy sectors such as banks. Yeah, dude, the markets are insane lately. These markets are out of control. While investors continue to believe U.S. stocks are the best place to invest for the long term, sensitivity about the impact of rising rates is acute. We're seeing a nasty, violent rotation. The broader market rose fueled by gains in energy, utility, and financial... Really? The Vanguard Utilities Index Fund was almost up, almost 0.7. Okay. The Dow rose 16 points and the S&P 500 added 0.1. I don't know, man. It, it feels to me, if while investors continue to believe U.S. stocks are the best place to invest for the long term, sensitivity about the impact of rising rates is acute. We're seeing a nasty, violent rotation. The broader market rose fueled by gains in energy, utility, and financial... Really? The Vanguard Utilities Index Fund was almost up, almost 0.7. Okay. The Dow rose 16 points and the S&P 500 added 0.1. I don't know, man. It, it feels to me, it feels to me like the stock market's about to crash. Today's early selling was heaviest in some of the shares deemed by investors to be likely pandemic winners and government stimulus beneficiaries. Tesla fell as much as 13% just after open and Corona developer Moderna fell as much as 14%. Fed rebound. Stocks recovered after the Fed Reserve chairman released fears of a policy shift. Eased fears. Look at that. Down, up. The declines moderated after Powell said in congressional testimony that inflation remains soft, quelling fears among some investors that the late February rise in interest rates might force an acceleration of central bank increase plans. Rate increase plans. Instead, Powell signaled that rates will remain low as the, as the Fed seeks to bolster job growth. Tesla ended 2.2% lower and Moderna closed down 6%. Tech selling has reduced the altitude of some of the biggest market winners of the pandemic. Many from Silicon Valley, some in the market saw signs that a retrenchment might be at hand with last month's boom and bust in shares popular on social media. A lot of the stratosphere stocks are getting dragged down. After that, the next layer down is the expensive tech stocks like Tesla. Indeed, the sell-off is the flip side of an investment strategy that has made the tech companies favorites among small investors who have piled into stock and options trading over the past year, with the NASDAQ rising 44% in 2020 and setting 12 closing records. But over the past month, Apple has fallen almost 10%, DoorDash has declined 10%, 
Tesla, whose 743% surge last year highlighted the tech-led market rebound from the corona sell-off, is now down for 2021 and has lost around a quarter of its value since the electric car maker said on February 8th that it had spent $1.5 billion on Bitcoin. The market reversal has extended beyond those firms into some of the biggest gainers from the work-from-home trend forced by corona restrictions. Home Depot lows. Tuesday, Home Depot fell 3%. After same store sales, a measure adjusted for store count would be flat, slightly up this fiscal year, compared with the 20% rise in the fiscal year that ended last month. Lows fell 2.2%. Yeah, I'm just interested to see what the heck is going to go on with the markets, man. Is the mar are the markets like? Are we headed for a major correction? Are we headed for a bear market? Like, are we headed for a financial crisis? Like, what is going on right now? Smaller stocks, a recent winner as investors bet that locally oriented U.S. firms would benefit from stimulus field infrastructure spending tumbled. The selling of the past week amounts to a valuation reset for small caps and tech, considering the epic tear of both asset classes. Those concerns were pronounced enough to overcome what on another day could have been welcome news from the Fed. Powell signaled and prepared testimony before Congress that despite signs of recovery, since the pandemic began, the economy is a long way from our employment and inflation goals. Investors took the comment as a sign that Fed interest rate increases are still several years away. The moderate tone softened the rush into banks, with the NASDAQ bank index rising 0.9%. It's up 19% for 2021. The shift away from pandemic favorites has offered a reminder of the risks of more volatile investments. Somebody else has been buying corporate bonds. Yet rate, rates remain low and the Fed remains on hold and inflation has yet to appear. Because of that, many investors are wagering that the sell-off will soon pass and high-tech high-flyers of recent years are due to resume their ascent. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't see how these high tech high these high, these tech high flyers can resume their ascent when they're already so overvalued. Scanlon said his fund fund holds sizable stakes in Microsoft, Alphabet, and Broadcom. In this environment, you'll still want to own companies with dominant market shares and the ability to grow. I don't think that trade suddenly expires. Man, what a crazy week on the markets. Stocks and wild session, little changed. Rising bond yields had weighed on the market, sharpened focus on Powell's testimony to Congress. U.S. stocks ended a wild session not far from where they started, thanks to a bounce back in shares of tech companies. The S&P 500 ended up eking out a 0.1% gain to snap a five-session losing streak after falling as much as 1.8% earlier in the session. Fed Reserve Chairman Powell kicked off the turnaround by tamping down inflation worries that had reared from a recent rise in bond yields. The economy is a long way from our employment and inflation goals. A substantial recovery is likely to take some time. A sharp rise in yields. Here's the thing. I'm not so sure that the Federal Reserve can really control this rise in yields and so yeah the stocks the stocks all came back because the federal reserve you know said they're not gonna raise rates but like um 
I don't think the Federal Reserve has total control over the rising yields. I mean, yields are rising right now and Fed hasn't done anything. Here we go. Tech censorship is accelerating. The Wall Street Journal editorial board. Amazon bans a book as Dem Democrats demand a, a wider media crackdown. They're literally banning books. Amazon is literally banning books. How is that any different than book burning? How is banning a book from the internet any different from book burning? Democrats and leftists support book burning. That's all there is to it. They don't support free speech. They don't believe in an open society. They don't believe in a free market of ideas. Now that voters have turned the authoritarian GOP out of the executive branch in Congress, Americans should expect the open exchange of ideas to flourish again, right? Consider two events Monday. First, the conservative scholar Ryan Anderson announced that Amazon had purged his 2018 book, When Harry Became Sally, from its web store. The book criticizes recent progressive ideas about gender and especially the wisdom of sex change procedures in children. Dude, this is crazy. Like, sex, sex change procedures in children? A lot of Americans are opposed to that. So many Americans are opposed to that that you have state legislatures all across the country passing bans on this. That's the crazy thing about the censorship. They're not, they're not censoring, they're not censoring extreme ideas. They're not censoring ideas that are only acceptable on the margins of society. They're not censoring, um, these radical, radical views. They're censoring mainstream views. You know, it's one thing, it's one thing if they were going to, you know, censor and ban, you know, Holocaust denial or, you know, actual, actual, you know, Nazism or something like that, you know, something that is very extreme and marginal and maybe is 0.0001%. But they're censoring and banning things that a majority of Americans believe. Seriously, sex banning of sex change procedures in children is so popular amongst the American people that literally state legislatures all across the country are in the process of literally passing laws to ban that issue. Because that's what the American people want. So they're they're actually censoring mainstream American views. This is insane. This is so, so bad. Amazon declined comment on the reasons for the ban, but comment is hardly needed. The tech companies have grown increasingly open about the ideological censorship. Also on Monday, two congressional Democrats wrote a stern letter to CEO Jeff Bezos about Amazon's role in politics. If you took seriously the party's promises to defend democratic norms, you might expect Democrat politicians would express concern about the world's third largest company by market cap trying to suppress a book on a contested political issue. But the letter is the demand for more ideological censorship. Quote, our country's public discourse is plagued by misinformation, disinformation, conspiracy theories, and lies, writes reps Anna Eshoo and Jerry McNerney. They quote a claim that right-wing media is much more susceptible and demand to know why Amazon's Fire TV carries conservative programs. Wow. Wow. The letter is addressed to the CEOs of Apple, Google, and cable companies. 
It's part of campaign to engineer more pliant media through coercion of the corporations that distribute information. That point will be pressed in a Wednesday hearing on disinformation and extremism in the media in the House Energy. Okay, let's talk about this for a second, okay? So, the federal government, the federal government is now pressuring through multiple different ways these big tech companies to censor conservative viewpoints okay and then guess what when and then when they do it and somebody says hey that's a violation of free speech then they say nope it's a private company however is it is it really a private company when they're doing it at the behest of the government and they're doing it multiple different ways by pressure from the government and and more importantly the government is protecting them when they do it through section 230 so it's essentially the government outsourcing to big tech the violation of the first amendment and so when when the when the federal government passes section 230 and says hey we'll protect you guys if you ban people because that's what Section 230 is. Section 230 is a giveaway from the federal government of liability protections to big tech, right? So the so the federal government then says to big tech, we will protect you, big tech. If you censor people, we will protect you, right? And then, and then the federal government then writes letters to the big tech and demands that they censor conservative viewpoints. And then, 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 then they do it and they say, oh, well, it's not the government doing it. It's not the government doing it. They can do it. It's not the government doing it. It's like, really? Is that how it works? No, it's not. And the similarity is, think about this. During the Civil Rights Act, Democrats, Democrats in the KKK, I'm sorry, Democrats in the government Democrats in the government went to the KKK and said, hey, if you guys go commit violence against these civil rights marchers, we won't arrest you. We won't do anything. Then the KKK goes and shuts down a civil rights march and, and you know, censors them and puts them down. And actually, the federal court said, no, 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 you can't do that. You can't do that. And the same thing is happening here. The, Demo the Democrats during the civil rights era, when they took Democrat government officials and they went to the KKK and said, hey, we will protect you. We won't prosecute you. We won't do anything to you. And we will, we will give you special privileges and protections. If you go and attack civil rights marchers, they can't do that. They can't do that. That's essentially outsourcing something that would violate the constitution. The same thing is happening here where you have the federal government giving protections and special privileges to big tech for if they censor people. And then you have the federal government then sending letters and pressuring them to censor conservative viewpoints. They're out, so this whole idea about, oh, they're private companies. They can do it. No, they're not. They're being used as an arm, as an agent of the federal government. It's a, it's a similar, it's, a, it's an analogy. The analogy to what the Democrats did working with the KKK, 
what the Democrats did to shut down civil rights marchers using the KKK because they knew they couldn't do it if the if the Democrats in the government did it themselves, but so they outsourced it. It's a, it's a similar thing happening here, and we should hold it to the similar standard. And I'm not the only one saying this. Columbia law professors agree with me on this. I didn't come up with this myself. I've read Columbia law professor articles that talked about these points. That's how I know about this. And boy, is that a good argument. The House released a memorandum ahead of the hearing that appears to give orders to mainstream news sources. Wow. The House released a memo that gives orders to mainstream news. Despite criticisms, many traditional media outlets continue to allow for the disinformation in an attempt to follow journalistic standards and present multiple viewpoints on a news story. Got that, newspaper editors? Please adjust your coverage to the liking of congressional Democrats. Corporate media censorship, such as Amazon's scrubbing of a book, is accelerating, and government is right alongside pushing for censorship with increasing force. And not only pushing for censorship, but then providing special protections for the people that do do the censorship. The woke model minority myth. For progressives, Asian American achievement is an embarrassment. Oh, oh no. Oh no. I didn't, are we allowed to talk about Asian American achievement? Are we allowed to talk about Asian American achievement? Wow, this is the number one. This is the number one uh, opinion piece on Wall Street Journal right now. The North Thurston Public Schools in Lacey, Washington made headlines in, no in November when their equity report classified Asian Americans along with whites instead of as students of color. What? So now Asian Americans are white? <laughs> what in the world, dude? Is that what leftists believe? Do Are leftists actually taking the position that Asian Americans are white? Apparently, the Asian Americans were doing too well academically to be students of color, according to these Democrats, which is racist. That's racist. After what the district said was an overwhelming public response, it admitted its category choices had racist implications and dropped the equity report from its website. Wow. I don't even remember hearing that news story. Do you guys remember that news story? North Thurston Public Schools. Yeah, random gaming. Yeah, here's a reason article. For, here's a reason uh, from November 2020. School district decides Asians are not students of color. Asians are white, according to Democrats. One school district in Washington state has evidently decided that Asians no longer qualify as persons of color. In an equity report, Administrators at North Thurston Public Schools, which oversees 16,000 students, lumped Asians in with whites and measured their academic achievements against students of color, which includes black, Latinx, Latinx, which is an offensive term for Latinos and Latinas, Pacific Islander and multiracial students who have experienced persistent opportunity gaps. Most indicators in the report show the achievement gap between white Asian students and students of color is fairly narrow. Thanks for the follow.
It would probably be even narrower if Asian students were categorized as students of color. In fact, some indicators might have shown white students lagging behind the catch-all minority group. Perhaps Asians were included with whites in order to avoid such an outcome. Wow. So, um, this article doesn't actually talk about it, but wow, here's the actual, here's the actual equity, eliminating the barriers. Wow. But they literally did it. They literally did it because, because they assume if you're doing too well academically that you can't be a student of color so they included asians asian students as white people think about how racist that is and they actually admitted it was racist and then they dropped the report but they still they're still having this like hardcore equity push on their website to normal americans it makes no sense how are asian americans not people of color but give the north thurston folks credit for following progressive logic to its conclusion Modern progressive theory more or less divides the nation between the oppressors defined as whites and the oppressed defined as everyone else. In this framework, achieving success puts you on the side of the oppressors and makes you white or white adjacent, even if your family came from China or India. Wow. Wow. Think of that. Think of that. Calling it progressive to send children of color the message that achievement is white is an irony lost on the woke. Oh my gosh, that's so bad. To to literally suggest that achievement is a, is white. That's actually disgraceful. That's an absolute disgrace. Bigoted laws such as the the Chinese Exclusion Act of 1882 or actions such as the internment of Japanese Americans during World War II were once thought amongst the worst stains on American history left by anti-Asian racism. But these days, the characterization of Asian Americans as the model minority triggers the woke. Wow. Wow. That's disgusting, the way that the woke... Wow. The pro I guess the issue is... The issue is, is that Asians, Asian Americans totally disprove critical race theory and all this other woke stuff. That these Democrats are based on or obsessed with. Asian Americans are caught in a bind, condemn the system of white supremacy and privilege along with other people of color, or be banished from the victim group as white adjacent. So Orwellian to actually to actually think of white adjacent as a thing. That is so Orwellian. That's absolutely disgusting to even talk about white adjacent and then to say Asian Americans are white adjacent. That is absolutely horrible. It says Wen, Wen Wan Wu, Executive Director of Californians for Equal Rights. The end goal here is to pit people against each other as if our hyphenated identities are bigger than our common destiny as Americans. Nailed it. This guy gets it. This guy nailed it. The principal reason for this fact or for, the principal reason for this is the fact of Asian American achievement. This is an embarrassment to progressives because it undermines the claim that structural racism dooms non-white citizens to the margins of the American dream. So Asian American achievement must either be dismissed as somehow white or sacrificed at the altar of equity. 
Wow, this article is so good. This totally disproves this leftist wokeism. Examples abound. A report last year called The Secret Shame notes how public schools in America's most progressive cities have been failing their black and Latino children for decades. How does New York Mayor Bill de Blasio respond? In January, America's self-styled progressive-in-chief announced that New York will abolish the entrance exam for cities gifted and talented programs for young students. If you can't fix the schools that are broken, you can cut down to size the schools that are working. Wow. Wow. Exactly, Haggis. Exactly. It's incredibly insulting and totally dismissive of the historic racism that Asians have faced in the United States. The Asians have faced a lot of horrific racism in the United States. You know, not the same as not the same as African Americans and you know, it's different. Every every sort of like you know, Irish people faced racism in the United States. Um Italian people faced racism in the United States. You know, lots of lots of different groups have have experienced racism and, and bigotry and it's not just um you know, it's not just African Americans and Latinos. In 2019, de Blasio's School Diversity Advisory Group reported that though Asians are only 17% of New York's kindergarten population, they account for 42% of the gifted and talented seats. <gasps> Asians are 17% of the population, but 42% of the gifted and talented. Oh my gosh. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. What are the Demo How do the Democrats explain it? How are the Democrats going to justify, explain this away? How can they, how can they explain this? This disproves everything Democrats want to try to say. Plainly, Amer plainly, the mayor's success requires reducing the number of Asian Americans, no matter how qualified they are. The mayor has also tried to abolish the entrance exam for the city's high-performing high schools. This hasn't even mentioned the lawsuit against Yale. You guys know that like Asian, some Asian students sued Yale because they were being just Yale was discriminating against Asians to where Asians we're getting denied seats based on their race and Asians were having to score even higher test scores than other races to get in based on their race because of the ultra woke race-based affirmative action programs. Now, ultimately I think the, um, I think the, basically the Supreme court basically said that's fine, which is horrible, but, the mayor has tried to abolish the entrance exam for the city's high-performing high schools where Asian American students are again, quote, overrepresented. The progressive war on merit is by no means confined to New York. San Francisco's renowned Lowell High School abolished its own merit-based admissions this month, again in large part because a student body selected by merit will have too many Asian Americans and too few students from other minority groups. That's exactly what Yale was doing. This is absolutely insane. The progressive contention is that admitting students on individual merit is really about upholding white dominance. Wow. This is honestly disgusting the way these leftists think. Literally suggesting that 
that admitting students on individual merit is about white dominance. And that is what these progressives say. Disgusting. What about Asian American success then? In this narrative, that's using the model minority myth as a wedge against African Americans to send them the false message that with strong families and hard work, America's racism can be overcome. So how do the leftists, how do the leftists respond to that? How do the leftists respond to the idea that, look, Asian Americans have suffered racism. Asian Americans are people of color, yet they're actually outperforming whites in a lot of areas. How do the progressive, woke, you know, critical race theory people, you know, how do they deal with that? I don't even like the idea. I don't even like the way these leftists make us talk. It's disgusting the way these leftist Democrats make us talk. How do white, what do white people do versus Asian Asian people versus black people versus Latino people? I don't even like that. Dividing, categorizing people by their race and then dividing people up based on race and then comparing each other, comparing people to each other based on race. I think it's a disgusting, grotesque way of even looking at the world. It's not how Martin Luther King taught us to look at the world. It's not how I think of the world. I think of the world as everybody's an individual. Everybody deserves to be treated as an individual and judged on their individual content of their character. And doesn't matter what race they are. Everybody deserves equality before the law, a fair shot, etc., etc., but the way these leftists force you to talk about it, they, they, they force us into talking about, well, um, racial group this and, and the whites this and the Asians that and this and that. It's like it's it's horrible. I mean, the left has done it now. So now everybody is talking about now everybody is talking in the in the way that the, the terms that these leftists have made up. Absolutely dis- despicable ways to to describe people and categorize people. It's all about race. In reality, by applying different entrance standards to different racial groups, the equity movement is stoking racial resentment and pitting one group against another. another. Yep, exactly. Note that the same people who decry the model minority stereotype have little to say about the stereotype Harvard's admissions office has created with subjective personality assessments whose results consistently rate Asian Americans as lacking traits such as courage leadership and likability this lowers their overall admission scores and makes them easier to reject i'm pretty sure that's part of the lawsuit that they filed in the past anti-asian bigotry took the form of direct assaults these reflected claims that asian americans were inferior incapable of assimilating or stealing jobs but today many asian americans are learning that progressive form of discrimination may be the most insidious of all. What do progressives say to a Chinese American or an Indian American when she realizes their ideology means her children would be held to higher standards to get into college simply because of their race? Asks asks Wai Wachin, charter president of the Chinese American Citizens Alliance of Greater New York. Should she really have to tell her children they must just accept that because of their race, they will have to work harder to get the same opportunities as others and accept this new racism as the price of a woke America? Wow. Wow. So good. So that's what that's what leftists and Democrats literally say, say to Asians. Hey, you're just going to have to work harder 
and you're going to be, you're going to have to, um, and you're going to have to be smarter and you're going to have to get higher scores on your tests and you're going to have to do all these things in order to get the same opportunities as others because of your race. That's how, that's how despicable the leftist wokeism is actual out and out racism with the see what the real clear politics headlines are saying an awful first month for the biden administration <laughs> an awful first month for the biden admin ouch cuomo is everything the press accused desantis of being an uncertain spring an amazing summer a cautious fall and winter and then finally relief so stupid dude it's like no we should be going back to normal yesterday the one thing that i, I did like about this article i kind of skimmed it earlier is that it did talk about how um it did talk about how like for the summer this summer we're gonna it's gonna be celebrations galore we're all gonna be celebrating and partying together and, and getting together this summer because everybody's so excited for corona to be over the end of the corona pandemic is on the horizon at last, but the timeline for actually getting there feels like it shifts daily. With updates about viral variants, vaccine logistics, and other important variables seeming to push back the finish line or scoot it forward. When will we be able to finally live our lives again? Yesterday is when we should have been able to live our lives again. In short, life this spring will not be substantially different from the past year. Summer could miraculously be close to normal. And next fall and winter could bring either continued improvement or a moderate backslide, followed by a near certain return to something like pre-pandemic life. This is absurd. Who does Joe Pinsker think he is? And why does he disagree with the Johns Hopkins? Joe Pinsker is a staff writer at The Atlantic. Who is this guy? Really? So this guy's this guy's going to disagree with the Johns Hopkins doctor who said literally that the virus is going to be gone by April because we have herd immunity? <laughs> Wow. Wow. Whatever people have not been doing for the past year, they can expect to keep not doing it this spring. What is this is pathetic, dude. We should we should have gone back to complete normality about eight months ago. And you know why? You know the proof of that? The proof of that is the fact that we're going to literally get to herd immunity. Which is exactly what all of the experts and, and medical experts and scientific experts have been proposing uh, under the Great Barrington Declaration for a long time. And we wouldn't have to be dealing with all of this, all of the death and destruction and long-term life-destroying damage from these Democrat lockdown policies. Russia. Wow, Russia's got a very similar curve to a lot of other countries. Russia's on the way out. Coronavirus on the way out. Look at the UK. Wow. Look at the UK. Holy cow. Now that's a drop off from 70,000 down to 8,000. Wow. These curves are looking good. Coronavirus is headed out. France. Wow. Now that's, that's some weird case numbers. Of course, we all need to know these curves are highly dependent upon testing. One of the reasons the U.S. has so many cases is because of more testing. 
And of course, the death numbers are also very dependent upon how countries count deaths. Daily cases in Spain, also a massive drop-off. Italy, not as severe of a drop-off. Turkey, wow, now that's a drop-off. Germany, <whistles> dropping off. Holy cow, now that's a drop-off. From 70,000 down to 8,000. Wow. These curves are looking good. Coronavirus is headed out. France. Wow, now that's, that's some weird case numbers. Of course, we all need to know, these curves are highly dependent upon testing. One of the reasons the U.S. has so many cases is because of more testing. And of course, the death numbers are also very dependent upon how countries count deaths. Daily cases in Spain, also a massive drop-off. Italy, not as severe of a drop-off. Turkey, wow, now that's a drop-off. Germany, <whistles> dropping off. In fact, experts fear that the pandemic will get much worse in the near term. No, they don't. Experts are saying that the virus will be gone by April because we have herd immunity. The good news, though, is that even with these variants, existing vaccines appear to reduce the risk of severe illness. It's like, yeah, we know. The vaccines work against the variants, so quit trying to scaremonger people about the variants when there's no basis, in fact, to do so. Wow, listen to this absurdity. Listen to this absurdity. Ashish Jha, the dean of Brown University School of Public Health, told me in a month or so that in the absence of a variant-driven surge, he'd probably be comfortable going to a friend's house for a drink, mask-free and indoors, if he and his friends were both fully vaccinated. What a pathetic loser. What a pathetic loser. Dude, I've been, I've felt comfortable literally going to packed bars where nobody's wearing masks and people are drunk and partying and hugging each other and stuff. I literally have done that multiple times. Multiple times throughout the p pandemic, I've gone to bars where it's packed with people, all drinking, no masks, like literally having a party. And so, and I felt, absolutely not only comfortable doing it but it was so uplifting an experience and so good to see friends and having fun and normality and frankly that's what has got me through in terms of you know my mental health like dude no wonder I, I just had a realization i think the reason that these leftist democrats are so toxic online and so intolerant and hateful online is because they've been locked up for a year these Democrats have actually been locked up and actually have been locked down and shut down for a year. They haven't been going to parties. They haven't been hanging out with friends and visiting people and traveling and taking trips. And so, of course, they're depressed. Of course, they're unhappy. Of course, they're anxious. Of course, they're toxic. <laughs> oh... Of course, that's absolutely terrible for your mental health. 
think about that. This is a freaking dean at Brown University, such a loser that he's like, maybe, maybe I would feel, maybe I would feel safe going to a friend's house. It's like, oh my word, dude. You haven't been going to friends' houses the last year? What is wrong with you? As we get into late spring, a lot of that stuff, the smaller gatherings of vaccinated people, I think starts becoming quite possible. It's been not only possible, it's happening. And it has been happening. It's only losers and scaredy cats that haven't been doing parties and gatherings with friends. The summer should be a sublime departure from what Americans have lived through so far. As my colleague wrote, the most of the U.S., the summer could feel normal, even revelatory. Barring some variant that's really crazy, I expect the summer to be a lot like the summer of 19. Based on the drop-off in cases and hospitalizations over the past few weeks, he thinks life could even be close to normal in May. Dude, it's essentially normal for me right now, other than the fact that these leftists are still making it not normal. Dude, they're literally talking about they're literally talking about a year from now having another COVID surge. This is so just pessimistic. And it's like, dude, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we have another, if we have COVID next winter. We have to get back to normal. This is the, these lockdowns and shutdowns and isolation and school closures have done way, way more damage than the virus. And I can't believe these people haven't realized it yet. And they haven't figured it out. Unreal, dude. This is disgusting. Look at this. Summer 2022. They're even talking about summer 2022. They're saying that it's not going to be normal, even not, not this summer, but next summer. Summer 2022, they're still going to be scared of corona. Pathetic. What a joke, dude. How did Real Clear Politics link that number two today? Wow. Florida's handling of COVID is a big problem for Democrats. Yeah, because d literally Florida proves every everything that I've just been saying. Everything that I've just been saying for the last 30 minutes about COVID, it's all proved to be 100% correct by Florida, by Governor DeSantis of Florida. He's an American hero for how what, what he's done. And Florida is 100% proof that these lockdowns did more damage than good, period. And then this is the Wall Street Journal editorial board put out this uh, opinion piece today. More green blackouts ahead. Biden's regulators are ignoring the electrical grid's vulnerability, the Wall Street Journal editorial board. You'd think the Texas blackouts would trigger some soul searching about the vulnerability of America's electrical grid. Not in today's hot house of climate politics. The Biden admin is already moving to stop an examination of grid vulnerability to promote unreliable renewable energy resources. Really? The Biden administration is trying to stop an examination of electrical grid vulnerability all just to promote green energy? Regulators have been warning for years that the grid is becoming shakier as cheap natural gas and heavily subsidized renewables replace steady coal and nuke baseload power. The nation's power grid will be stressed in ways never before experienced due to an unprecedented resource mix change, the North American Electric Reliability Corporation warned in 2011. 
This this proves what I've been saying all week long. Folks, if you guys have been watching me all week long, I've been saying all week long that let's just use common sense. For a hundred years, we didn't have blackouts. And then within 10 years after we started obsessing about solar panels and windmills, now all of a sudden we're having blackouts. You don't have to be a genius. You don't have to be a genius to think, interesting, we went a hundred years without any blackouts and then 10 years after we've got a bunch of solar panels and windmills, now all of a sudden we're having blackouts. And this proves it. Now the Wall Street Journal is literally citing studies and warnings from the North American Electrical Reliability Corporation proving that my instincts were right. My instincts were correct. I have yet to hear a Democrat offer a good explanation. Ask, ask a Democrat, how is, how is it that for 100 years we never had blackouts and then 10 years after we started using windmills and solar panels, now we have blackouts? Explain that other than the fact that we're using a bunch of windmills and solar panels now. There is no explanation because that's the only thing that's changed. It doesn't, I mean, you don't have to be a genius to realize this, huh? So we, we, we have one change and now we're having blackouts. Huh, what could that be? Weird. I can't think of what it could be. There was one change and then all of a sudden we started having blackouts. I can't figure out what, why are we having blackouts? I mean, green energy is going to, Green energy is going to continue to go up because it's heavily, heavily subsidized by the federal government and state governments for that matter. So, it, I, I mean, you know, it is, you know, that's that's the reality of it. Play the market in front of you. The, the, the I mean, especially with Democrats in power now. With Democrats in power, we're going to see nothing but billions and billions and billions of taxpayer dollars being pushed into solar panels and windmills. <laughs> you know, it's like, and also let's stop, let's stop talking about, I, I just had, I just had a realization and I just made a decision where there's no longer any discussion of renewable energy or green energy. It's solar panels and, and windmills. That's all it is. Oh, they maybe have a thing here, a thing there, a thing here, a thing there. The reality of it is, is that it's solar panels and windmills. I actually think solar panels and windmills are cool. Like for example, living off grid, I think is really cool. I don't know if you guys have ever seen, there's been some shows about Alaska and there's a bunch of people in Alaska that live off grid and they all have solar panels and windmills and stuff. And I think that's cool. I think it's cool. I would love, I would love to have, you know, a cabin out in the woods where I had some solar panels and some batteries and a windmill and some batteries and I could, you know, go go way out into the wilderness and, and live in a little cabin with some solar panels and stuff. I think that's cool. What I don't think is cool is pumping billions and billions of taxpayer dollars into it because of, you know, man-made global warming theory. Yeah, I also, I, I also don't think it's cool when we have blackouts and rolling blackouts where people are literally dying because we don't have reliable electricity. It added, environmental regulations are shown to be the number one risk to reliability over the next one to five years. Wow. But the Obama Federal Energy Regulatory Commission refused to consider how climate policies would affect reliability. 
Since 2011, about 90 gigawatts of coal capacity have shut down, replaced by 120 gigawatts of wind and solar and 60 gigawatts of gas power. Wow. But renewables don't generate power around the clock as gas, nuke, and coal do. Gas plants depend on just-in-time fuel deliveries which aren't reliable in extreme weather. Government-made pipeline bottlenecks constrain deliveries in the Northeast. Liberals also say Texas could have better weathered the Arctic blast if its grid didn't rely almost entirely on in-state power. But the Southwest Power Pool north of Texas and the Midwest Power Grid, both of which rely heavily on wind backed by gas, also experienced power outages last week due to declining surging demand, wind production, and gas shortages. California relies on gas and imports to back up its solar. But last summer, California couldn't get enough power from its neighbors amid a heat wave that strained the entire western grid. Hydropower from the northwest and coal from Utah couldn't stop blackouts. The wind lobby says Texas should have required thermal, nuke gas coal, plants to be weatherized to withstand single-digit temperatures. Perhaps, but wind still performed the worst during the blackout, generating power at 12% of its capacity compared to 76% for nuke, 39% for coal, 38% for gas, according to a data analysis by the Center of the American Experiment. Biden Energy Department used environmental regulations to block Texas from increasing available power before storm. Channel 411 News. I, the, the take that I had the last time I heard about that and what I, I'm thinking now is like, if that's, if, if that, if Biden actually did something to prevent them from generating electricity or using electricity during that storm period due to environmental reasons, then that is, the, that's, it's, to me, it's the same thing as the government subsidizing and forcing all of this, um, subsidizing and forcing all of this green energy either way both ways both ways it's democrats literally causing people to die from lack of electricity and causing blackouts due to environmental concerns when they're not even legit environmental concerns they're concerns based on co2 it's not that it's not that there's you know a traditional pollution you know uh, mercury uh, going into the air, something like that, where, you know, even conservatives agree that under like traditional pollution should be regulated. I mean, we can't have companies dumping, you know, toxic sludge into the rivers and things like that. Everybody agrees with that. That's that type of pollution control has been along, been around for a hundred years or more. Nobody wants to change that. The issue is, is whether we're going to do all this massive change to the electrical grid based on CO2 but either way, it's the same thing. I think that's terrible. I think it's terrible. I think we should be focused on creating reliable energy that we can count on when we're having. By the way, and then here's the other thing. So when this first happened, I read an article that quoted a um, Texas politician who had overseen the utilities. And he said, hey, look, we could have, you know, we could have done this. We could have weatherized. We could have weatherized everything. But it would have it would have made our electricity prices double, right? And so, would you would you rather have double your electric bill every month? Would you rather have your electric bill go from one hundred dollars a month to two hundred dollars a month, or would you rather um 
Or would you rather go for three weeks or, or I'm sorry, three days to a week without power once every 100 years? Well, hold on, hold on. How How is Canada, how is Canada able to generate electricity and their electric bills are not double what Texas's are? Huh? So it doesn't, it doesn't make sense that Texas can't generate electricity in the cold unless they double their electric bills. Because again, Canada does not have blackouts and is generating electricity in the cold. They're not paying double. They're not paying double what Texas is for electricity. I stand to be corrected. Maybe Canada, maybe Canada is paying double for electricity what Texas is. I don't think they are though. If they are, I'll stand corrected. But I've never heard of the idea that Canada has to pay twice the amount of bill to get electricity that Texas does. That's interesting, though, that that this is a good point by the Wall Street Journal editorial board. Wind, wind actually suffered the worst and performed the worst. Wind only did 12% of capacity. Everything else, the uh, nuke was 76%. Coal was almost 40%. Gas, almost 40%. Wind, 12%. Oh, here's the, okay, here's, here's the key graph. U.S. electricity generation summer capacity in megawatts. Okay, so gas has been going up. Coal has been going way down. Nuclear has stayed 100% the exact same. Wow, that's crazy, dude. Our nuclear power generation capacity hasn't moved one bit. It's a totally flat line. And then you've got wind and solar. So this this pretty clearly pretty clearly shows that wind and solar have replaced coal. And of course, gas is going up too. Obviously, all of these need to be going up because the economy is growing and we need more electricity every year. So some of this growth is part of the economic growth. The other parts of this growth is replacing coal. So we've literally replaced coal with wind and solar and gosh, all of a sudden we have blackouts. We replace, we replace coal with wind and solar and there we go, blackouts. But no, guys, it's not. No, it's not that. It's not that. Oh, really? Why is it that after we replaced coal with wind and solar, now we have blackouts we never did before? Hmm? Can, can somebody explain that to me? Lecture is an expert on climate change. <laughs> I'm, not an, I'm not an expert on the electrical grid, but I am an expert on global warming. The ice cold reality is that grid regulators across the U.S. are struggling to keep the power on during extreme weather. They have been able to avoid more blackouts by ordering energy conservation. But Texas shows that conservation isn't enough, as government mandates make America more reliant on electric power for everything from heating to cars. Most Texans use electricity for heating. Many pipeline gas compressors are electrified due to federal emissions rules, so the blackouts limited gas deliveries to power plants. Many pipeline gas compressors are electrified due to federal emissions rules, so the blackouts limited gas deliveries to power plants. Dude, so it's all the federal emissions rules. It's nothing but federal emissions rules that's causing all these problems. They also shut down water pumps and treatment centers. Yet progressives want to make Americans even more dependent on the grid by banning gas hookups in homes and mandating electric cars. Banning gas hookups in homes? What? Dude, gas stoves are, are awesome. 
Gas stoves are way better to cook on than electric stoves. And mandating electric cars. Wait, do, do the Democrats really want to get rid of gas stoves? This is insane. I had no idea that, I, that they're that extreme. Actual banning of gas hookups in homes. That's horrible. Gas stoves are 10 times as good as electric stoves. That's insane that Democrats actually want to do that. Good luck with that. Yeah, that's the only consolation we have, Gen 10, is that they won't be able to do it because it's an insane, insane idea. But the actual fact that they want to ban gas stoves, it's preposterous. There are generators that can run on natural gas too. Oh, nice, legendary. I'd love to have a generator at my house that ran on natural gas. Oh, you know what's cool is the, is the generators that can run on multiple kinds of fuel. My parents have a cabin and they, my dad's got a big generator that he can use to power the cabin that can run on, I think it can run on either gas and propane or propane and diesel or something like that. But it's like a multi multi-fuel generator which i think is really cool and it's a big one that you can use to like generate for a house i was like wow that's amazing this is a recipe for blackouts nationwide as coal and nuke plants retire because they can't compete against subsidized renewables england's grid operator in 2018 predicted outages in the winter of 2024 to 2025 in most cases it analyzed Blame in part Cuomo, who has blocked new gas pipelines from Pennsylvania to his state in New England. He has ordered the Indian Point nuke plant, which has historically provided a third of the Big Apple's power, to close this April. Renewables generate 2% of downstate power, so New York will depend more on gas, which means less for New England. New York's grid operator recently warned of resource gaps and energy shortfalls. Wow, dude. So we're literally looking at more and more blackouts. More and more blackouts. Democrats are doing everything they can to cause blackouts. And it's like, this is insane. We should not accept this. In the United States of America, we should not be allowing blackouts. This is political suicide. This should be, this should be political suicide for Democrats. How could anybody vote for Democrats when they know they're going to cause blackouts hey do you want do you want your electricity to go out you want your electricity to go out vote democrat in 2018 FERC finally began examining grid resilience challenges but its new democrat chairwoman or chairman richard glick closed the inquiry last week he cited lack of regulatory action but the real reason is that grid resilience conflicts with the biden climate agenda Mr. Glick ordered a review of FERC's gas pipeline permitting to address effects on environmental justice communities. Environmental justice communities, such as Native Americans and minorities, and ways in which the commission may mitigate those effects. He is soliciting public comment on Compressor Station in Weymouth, Massachusetts, that has increased gas flow to New England. Senator Warren and the climate lobby want the compressor shut down to keep more gas in the ground, no matter if the resulting power shortfalls and price spikes harm low-income communities. On top of being unlawful, the order is bad policy, Republican Commissioner said in dissent, adding, 
It impairs the regulatory uncertainty and arrogates to the commission authority it does not have. When the blackouts arrive, don't say Americans weren't warned. Wow. Powerful, powerful piece. Powerful piece by the Wall Street Journal editorial board. Well, folks, there you got it. Blackouts, as far as we can see into the future, as far into the future as we can see, it's blackout, Democrat blackout after Democrat blackout after Democrat power loss after Democrat electricity loss, one after another. Thank you guys all so, so much for being here tonight. It was a really good stream. Really good stream tonight. I really enjoyed it. Hope you guys really enjoyed it. I'm going to raid somebody if you guys are... If you guys are down for a raid here, thank you guys so much again. I, this is one of my best streams. I'm really excited for this podcast. Tonight's stream, I think, will make a great podcast. Remember, check me out on all your podcast channels. Check me out as LCTR fan on all the different podcast channels. Um, thank you guys so, 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 so much.